You know the vibes. It's another week of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. And it's an amazing week. Not only am I joined by Mr. BJ Armstrong, as always, but this week, the NBA returns. Oh. You know, ESPN's got a whole new song and everything for this season. They got a whole new song. They got a whole new graphics. I'm not feeling it. I like the old school. What is it? Trap music or something? Nah, nah, nah. It's like, it's like, you could tell they went to a producer. They were like, make us something cool that the kids will get down to. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, I like the NBC old one. I like the TNT one. Like, let's just stick with the classics. BJ, how was your weekend? Come on, Mo. Give me another choice. You know me. You know how I do it. You know how I get down, Mo. I only got one choice. Mm -hmm. I only got one choice. Well, <laughs> BJ stays getting to the bag. And this weekend, two members of the Warriors got to the bag. Mr. Jordan Poole and Mr. Andrew Wiggins. Congratulations to both of them. Secured yes. contract extensions. So yes. I think it wasn't a surprise that uh, Jordan Poole got extended, especially after there was no suspension for Draymond for $140 million. I also wouldn't be too mad that my employer, that fellow employee didn't get punished. So um, what do you think about that Jordan Poole deal? A little bit more than what Tyler Harrow got. I'm not mad at it. I'm happy for him. Four years, $140 million. Yeah, congratulations to him, Jordan Poole. And I thought that was well-deserved. And I'm always happy for these young players who coming to this league and perform. And this young man performed and it wasn't always an easy role. G League, you know, coming you know, off the bench, G being a star. Bench, a, and somehow, some way he has literally weathered the storm and found himself getting to the second contract, which, you know, that's the whole goal. So, you know, congratulations to him, to his family. And now he has an opportunity to go out there and play and 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 try to defend, you know, an NBA title. So I, I thought it was well deserved. I, you know, he's a really good player. That's what the market demands. And uh, this young man right now has an opportunity, and he's already the opportunity now to, you know, for him and his family and his family's family's family oh, and man. his kids kids kids. So you know, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of. A lot of pressure, but I'm sure he'll go out there and handle it and play well. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the season and all of the storylines uh, that we have to cover here. Yes, sir. I mean, he's taking care of his family for generations. I'm still trying to do the same. I'm nowhere near four years, 140 million. So if you guys are listening, could subscribe to the show. That would take us one step closer to being able to <laughs> replicate what Mr. Paul did. But Mr. Andrew Wiggins also got a contract. He got a yes. four-year, $109 million deal. Now, the initial reaction was that he's taken a pay cut to stay with the Warriors. And he could have got more on the open market coming off an all-star season in which he was a key factor in the NBA finals, doing a great job of locking down guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. So my thing is this with him. I wouldn't say he's taken less. I'd say he's found a great situation that fits him on the court and off the court. See here, he doesn't have to deal with the pressure of being a number one guy, being a number two guy, like he was in Minnesota and every day of your life, having the media and the fans getting onto you about perhaps underdeveloping, uh, under delivering a little bit. He's got four years, 109 million, which isn't even a bad deal. That's like less than 20% of the salary cap moving forwards. He's in a great place. 
He's with a great organization and a great squad. And um, I think it's just a credit to the organization that players like Wiggins and Looney are taking less money than they would get elsewhere to stay within the Golden State organization. You know what? It's, it's interesting. It, you know, and if, if I can put my executive hat on for a little bit, people say, well, he's under market. Okay. How? Like, how and where? Like, who, who are we comparing this to? I, I think you know, so he's going to get money. He's going to get more money other places. Where? Like, who's going to pay him more? Who's going to pay him more money? I mean, this is a player for what he has done what he has shown and what he's capable of doing, this is, this is a good market for him. And, and then you can also in the same, you know, argument say he was paid the max. And maybe at that particular time, he wasn't a max player at that particular time. He averages out. But he, <laughs> but he had, but he had the leverage in that area. So yeah. when I hear these things, you know, I think what we have shown, what, what, you know, when you're in this market, you try to play, you try to pay players based on their performance. And what he has done, I think this is a really good tra- contract for Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, first of all. And I think this is a really good contract for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And just because he was drafted number one, we've justly or unjustly have placed these expectations of what we feel a number one player should be. However, no one can deny this young man is a really good basketball player and he has found a home and he's found what he does very well. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the market, you know, and in the end it always shakes itself out. And I think he has found the sweet spot for everyone involved. And I think this is a really good deal for him, the Warriors and what he brings to the team. Now, finding that sweet spot, we're trying to find that sweet spot with our predictions for this year, because that's what this episode is going to be about. We're going to be predicting our final predictions for the awards this season. They're all going to be locked in. Now, my mind changes on these almost every day. So without further ado, BJ, we're going to go through each award. We're going to go through the three candidates that we like best for winning it. Maybe like a little bit of a dark horse and then our top two. Okay. So we're going to dive straight in with the MVP. Do you want to go first or do you want me to hit you with mine? Yeah, well, it, it doesn't matter. You, you know me. <laughs> you know, I, I stay ready. So, Hit me with you your know, top three. Matter. For MVP, who's your top three right now? For MVP? Well, you know, Giannis is is always there. I think KD is going to be there this year. I, I have a funny feeling about Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Is this finally the year? Well, no, it's not. The, I'm not looking at the year. I just think. They have a, you know, I th- I think they found kind of what they can be. I don't think no one's expecting them to win a championship. However, I think they will play enough games this year. You know, KD was having a terrific year prior to him having to go down with an injury. So I think that, you know, I, I think they have enough supporting players. Where I think KD and I think Luka Doncic, if you're asking me who's going to win it this year, and I, and I say this, I've said this, you know, over a couple of years. I think Luka Doncic is ready. I think this may be the year, not basketball-wise, conditioning-wise. Mm-hmm. If if his conditioning is where it needs to be, I see this young man putting up the numbers because he puts up the numbers and he hasn't even yeah. been in great condition. So I think this will be his year. 
Luca, Katie, and you said Giannis. That's a solid three. Now, I don't have Giannis in my top three. Okay. Not because he's not a top three player, but because I okay. feel like the people who vote for these awards have really started to take Giannis for granted because he's just so consistently great season in, season out, that Giannis can come out, put up 27, 9, and 9, and they'll just be like, oh, that's just Giannis doing his thing. You know, it's just like expected of Giannis, just the same way LeBron went from like 2010 up until 2020. And they're just, oh, that's just LeBron throwing a couple MVPs here and there, but that's that's about it. So it's interesting also, you mentioned Kevin Durant. I think this is maybe the final year that an older player could win it before this new generation of young stars come through. But I don't have Kevin Durant in my top three. I've got okay. LeBron James at number three for me. Okay. The reason being, the narrative just fits too perfectly. He can go out there, pass Kareem on the scoring title. He can revitalize the Lakers because they can't get any worse at this point. Take them back to playoff contention. And of course, he's LeBron James. Everyone in the media loves LeBron James. They all want to get the exclusive on him from when he's retiring. So they're all going to be trying to get in his good books. So I've got LeBron James. And number two, I've got Joel Embiid. If he can stay healthy, okay. we know how much complaining about an award can get you into the conversation. So Joel Embiid, he deserves to be in that conversation because of his output on both ends of the floor. He said in an interview this year, he wants to take defense even more seriously, which I'm excited to see him becoming prolific on both ends of the court. And it's going to be a little bit easier for him, given that James Harden's fully settled in, Tyrese Maxey and the rest of it. And they've got good depth. So I think that Joel Embiid can have a solid case. But number one, I agree with you. Luka Doncic coming off that Euro basket. I think things are ready. I think the Mavericks as well, now the roster, Getting rid of Jalen Brunson, bringing in JaVale, bringing in Christian Wood is maybe more tailored to Luca's game rather than having Jalen Brunson alongside him. So I'm going with Luca there for my firm pick for the MVP award. But what about Defensive Player of the Year, PJ? Who's your top three for that? Well, right off the back, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know, yeah, like Giannis is there. Mm -hmm. Scotty Barnes to me looks like a player. Wow. It is wow. Is possibly in that in that mix this year. See, if you were gonna say a young player like that, I thought you would have said Mobley instead of Scotty Barnes. I think Mobley's yeah, got a higher chance. Okay, that, that's fine. Um, but I'm gonna say Scotty Barnes. And then I'm gonna say Joel Embiid this year. I'm gonna say Joel. I I, I think Joel won't be as I don't think he will be as prolific. Maybe he will be on the offensive end. Because I see Tyrese Maxey really. Oh, we're going to we, have a conversation about him in a second. Yeah, I think Tyrese Maxey is going to, I think he's going to take a, a bigger, I think he's going to take a bigger role this year with the team. So I think defensively, if Joel Embiid could, you know, lock down the defensive end, I think that would serve the Sixers well. So I'm, those will be my three I'm going to go with. Okay, well, I've got Bam Adebayo, who's always a consistent force on the defensive side of the ball. It's about time he gets some more respect from the voters. I've got Giannis, who, of course, is maybe the most versatile defender. Also, don't sleep on Ben Simmons as well. Don't sleep, like, regardless of what on offense, Ben Simmons' name should be floating around. I'm, 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 sleeping, I'm sleeping on him. Okay, you sleep. I saw him foul, I'm, 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 I saw him foul out the other day in like 12 minutes or 13 minutes, I, I mean, which I thought was really funny. It, 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 it was really <laughs> no funny. comment. But you don't want to get me started. No comment, right? But number one, I've got Draymond Green. Now, we were just talking about Poole and Wiggins getting paid. That means 
perhaps Draymond won't be staying with the Warriors because they're going to have a 500 million luxury tax and Clay is going to need paying after next season. So it's a crucial season for him. He knows that the eyes are going to be on him after what happened in the offseason. And he takes this award very personally. And the only way that he can shut everyone up isn't through doing his podcast, is through going out there and doing what he does best. And that's commanding a defense. So I've got Draymond Green winning the defensive player of the year because we know the Warriors team defense is going to be great and he will largely get the credit for it. If the Warriors can come out be a top one, top two seed, Draymond's doing his thing. He's going to have the advanced stats all in his favor. They're going to love him. I like Draymond for that one. What do you think about Draymond winning that? Look, obviously, if we go on his, you know, what he's done in the past, you you definitely know he's going to be up there. However, however, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting year for the Warriors in many regards. And with these contract extensions of these young players, you know, we've, we've said it in the past, but now the Warriors management has confirmed what, you know, you and I have said all along, the replacements to the older players are now in the building Mm -hmm. and they've secured the bag, you know, find it. They've secured the bag, as you would say, but they've secured now that they are in the, um, you know, they, they are in the, the mix as far as the future of this franchise. And I think now, at one time you were playing them to develop them, but now you're playing them because financially you have invested in them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the next guy that's up is Kaminga. I mean, I mean okay. he's on like the second year of his deal. Like, yeah, 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 he's on the second year of his deal. He's still a little bit raw. However, he's, but you're going to have to make a decision on this guy too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, you know, there, there, there was a couple of times during the finals here where, you know, I remember they were making substitutions at the end of the game with Draymond. Offense, you know, defense, like a, defense, offense. Substance yep. substitution. And I, and I remember thinking, okay, here we are, you know, and so I'm, I'm, I, I, I look, Draymond is very capable. Don't get me wrong. But I just think now with Poole and Wiggins and these guys, you know, Poole's got to play now at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we, we know Steph's going to be there. Steph will be there. Okay. Clay will now, be there. Wiggins will, will be there. Clay will be there. Draymond okay. will be there. And, and that's fine. I, I, think he, I think he will be there. However, <laughs> you know, Wiseman is biting at the bit. Kaminga is biting at the bit. You know, this, this, you know, you know, your, your, your guy, Kavan Looney is hey. sitting right there. Yep. You know, there, there are a lot of players who are sitting there. And what we know is you always want to have five guys on the floor that can score. So what I'm expecting more from Draymond more than anything on the defensive end is for him to take a bigger role on the offensive end. Okay. And, okay. and, and I'm saying that because coaches and speaking to coaches, speaking to speaking with executives, it's very hard to play when you don't have five scores on the floor at a given time. Mm-hmm. 
So if there's anything I think Draymond will do this year, and I think he knows that if you're going into a free agent, free agency, like he's going into, you're going to have to put up better numbers on the offensive end. And I think we will all, he's going to play defense no matter what, but if suddenly he's not able to perform on the offensive end and he just becomes strictly a defensive player. I don't think the Warriors are as good as they were on the offensive end. Okay. With this team, they're going to need yeah. five guys to score. That, that's that's what I, that's what, that's, fair that, that's what I, that's what I see. I think I'm looking for Draymond to improve and take his average. I don't know what his average was last year. Let's say, I don't know, eight points to 12 to 14 points, because if he, if he's scoring 14 points, along with what he's doing on the defensive end. Now you're saying you're putting him in a category and maybe he does get defensive player of the year, but if he's not scoring and he becomes a liability. Now, all of a sudden, I think, you know, that, that will be problematic for the Warriors. I hear it. Well, speaking of taking on new roles and taking step-ups, who are your top three for the most improved player award this season? Oh, number one, two, and three is Tyrese Max. <laughs> no, you only need uh, two more names, though, because he's number uh, one on okay. my list I, as well. I, I, I think Maxi. Okay, he he's a guy. Um, who else did I think? You know, I've been waiting for him to have a breakout year. Is De'Aaron Fox? I I, I like De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. I, I I I'm I'm looking for the Sacramento Kings. Okay. To really, I'm looking for the Kings. Oh, another player. Most improved, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. What do you think? Here's a suggestion for you. It's not my list, but what if Rudy Gobert yeah, yeah, starts good. scoring a lot now that he's not on the Utah Jazz? And now Rudy Rudy Gobert, no. Because what is he going to start doing? Shooting threes? No, he's not going to. He might actually start getting the ball passed to him for the first time in his career. No, I, don't, I don't think he's going to. You know, you know, you know what? Who I think could could really be most improved mm-hmm. is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, you read my mind. So this is my three. Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards. I, I was saying, I, I've been watching. You know, just got he's improved. Like I saw him block Katie's shot the other night, and I was like, Yeah, I was okay, going to say that guy's now. You. Now he's watching. Uh, yeah, it. now he. Yeah, now he's watching film. So I was like, okay, you just don't accidentally block Katie. Yeah. So those so, are my three. So my three is obviously Tyrese Maxey and Anthony Edwards. Tyrese Maxey, who if you guys follow me on TikTok, you would have seen my interviews with him. Just talking about how much work he's been doing in the offseason and how he's really trying to get better, not just for show. Because I know BJ doesn't like the Instagram workouts, but Maxey's really been putting in that work. Anthony Edwards on both sides of the ball. Also, he's going to yeah. establish himself as the clear leader of that Timberwolves team despite trading for multiple-time All-Star and having Cat there as well. But my other one is Tyrese Halliburton. He put up great numbers after the trade to Indiana. He's going to get a lot of the ball, and I think that he could really catch some people's attention. But coach of the year, BJ, coach of the year. Who are you going with for that? Because that's largely dependent on team success. So that could be an indicator into which teams you think are going to be really good. Well, I'm... I'm going with Sacramento just because I think I, they are going to make the playoffs. Can, can I say, last time we did this at the start of the offseason, I had Imad Oka as coach of the year, which has unfortunately, oh, unfortunately not worked out for me. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Sacramento. Mike Brown, first time head, not first time head coach, but as in his first season with yeah. the Kings this time around. You yeah. think he's going to win it? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Sacramento. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Doc Rivers this year. I think Doc. I knew. You I think this is going Rivers. to be Doc. I knew no, I, you were say Doc Rivers. I, I, I'm going to say Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is due. He's due. No. no. Yeah, he, he, he he's Doc not Rivers due. due. He's not due. Yeah, oh yeah. A coach of the year. What? Yeah. It's not yeah, like he's, he's been knocking he, on the door every season. I mean, now, well, you know, it, look, a lot of things have to go right. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have to go right. Okay, you got to have your your best players or your team has to stay healthy. You don't want any disruptions like major trades of a top player like what happened last year. I mean, there's just a lot of things have to go right. And all of the blame, good, bad, or indifferent, more times than not, falls on the, the coach. Okay. Yes. And you know, last year wasn't it was, in my opinion, it wasn't Doc's fault. You, you know, it just you you're getting James Harden. He admittedly wasn't in shape. He, you know, it was just. It was just, and then all of a sudden, when something doesn't go right, you throw it on Doc. You know, you, you look in the, the playoffs the year before. Well, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> guy was, guy had a layup. He didn't shoot it. Okay, now it's, it's, it's Doc. A lot of things have to go right. And a lot, of, you know, when things go wrong, we, we do that. However, this team has a little toughness. You know, they added two players. And these are really good players, but I like their toughness. They fit Doc Rivers' personality. Montrez Harrell mm-hmm. and P.J. Tucker. Okay. Okay. And those guys may not put up 20 points a night. But you know what? Those are guys you want to be in the foxhole with. And hey. I think those guys and their leadership, one will anchor the second unit. I think Montrez will play a much bigger role than people are giving him, you know, especially at the beginning of the season, because you have a player that can anchor your second unit. And then I think PJ Tucker will hold everyone accountable. PJ Tucker to me is a guy that will, he is going to call people out in the locker room. Yeah. And he's not going to do it. He's a champion. He's going to call it out. He's going to call like you see it. And I think defensively, He's going to call Joel Embiid out because Joel Embiid should be a defensive player of the year. He's going to call James Harden out. And he's going to hold these guys accountable on the road. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. So I think the team will, that will serve the team well, but more importantly, I think their record will be outstanding. And then because of that, I think, you know, Doc Rivers, will be up there for coach of the year. I, I, I think he's going to do a great job coaching this team because he has players now that fit his personality. Maxi fits his personality. Mm-hmm. And those other two I mentioned earlier fit him. And then if the, his talent comes through, Joel and, and Harden, if they're just who they're supposed to be or what we're expecting them to be, I think they're going to be really, really good this year and very tough to be. And I, I think they can, at the very least, get to the conference finals with a little luck. I think they get to the yeah. finals with yeah. the opportunity to win it. Mike, Mike Brown, Doc Rivers, and one more name. Cavaliers. JB Bickerstaff. Yes, JB. Mm-hmm. 
I hate Coach Bickerstaff. That's who I'm going with. Okay. Who are you well, going with? Doc, you've, you've, you forgotten, going with you've forgotten a key name, BJ. You've forgotten a key name okay. and you're going to kick yourself when you realize Who's who you've forgotten. Number three, okay. not number three. I don't think you would have number three. But if things do turn around for the Lakers, Darvin Ham is my wild card pick for Coach of the Year. Okay. Okay. But my number two pick, BJ, is the name that you should have remembered. Okay. What up, though? Willie Green over there oh with God. the Pelicans. Because all the things you're saying about the Sixers, I think the Pelicans can have a sneaky good season. If you can make them all mesh together, I like him. Because he's also overdue some credit for what they did towards the tail end of last year. I, I, you, you know, I love Willie Green. and, and you know, I, I love Willie Green. So but the, yeah. the third name on my list is a bit of a bit of a weird one, but I've got Chris Finch for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because I think that the Minnesota Timberwolves can be a really good regular season team. So yeah, you, you know, I, I, I watch mean, them. I don't expect them to be great about in the them playoffs. For a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't expect them to be great in the playoffs, but these awards are de- decided before the playoffs. And if he can get the Timberwolves to a top four, even top three seed in the West, then I think that he could. It's like it's like the Utah Jazz, right? Quinn Snyder's name would float around the coach of the year conversations because of how good the team records were. And I think he could do something similar. If he can integrate Gobert and Cat and find a way for those twin towers to match up for that four and a five position to work well together, I think he could sneak into that coach of the year race. What do you think? Um, yes. I, I want to stop with the, the Timberwolves. Can we stop there for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I had a chance to watch them by chance for like three games in a row. Just mm-hmm. they were on and they were both out here in LA. Yeah. For the Clippers and the Lakers. I'm a little concerned. I I love their talent and what it looks like on paper. But I'm concerned about one player, Carl Anthony Towns. What, defensively? Trying to guard the perimeter? Yes. Because you can't hide him. I'm very, very concerned with that because Carl Anthony Towns is a big he has been a center his entire career. Now I'm going to ask him to switch and play on the perimeter and get into rotations and do things. I, I Rudy Gobert, you're going to have to let him rim protect and mm-hmm. funnel defense. That's what he does well. I, You know what? Rudy Gobert is defensive player of the year. That is going to happen. But the other four guys have to be able to defend on the perimeter in order to take advantage of what Rudy does. Well, I think Anthony Edwards, we saw, and Jaden McDaniels, very solid. So that just leaves D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns as the weak and it, links. Okay. And this is a very, very sophisticated league, and they the ball will always find the weakest defender. Mm-hmm. I didn't like what I saw when Carl Anthony Towns was playing. I just didn't like – it didn't look – you know, it, it just didn't look smooth. Now, however, it was the preseason – and that's what you're doing. You're working out things in the preseason. I'm hoping it works. Why? Because it's it, it's 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 a feel good story. Like you got Rudy Gobert, seven footer, and you know how I like the seven footers. Mm-hmm. Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. That's that's I got three more seven footers to put out there with those guys. It didn't look right to me. However, it doesn't mean that he he didn't have wrinkles or he doesn't have a wrinkle that will make it right. But it didn't look right to me. And I wasn't feeling good about it. And I just want to say that. But I'm hoping for the best because, I, I mean, I, I think Carlton Towns is a really good player. 
He has been a stretch five. He's been, you know, what he's been as a five in this league. He's been an all-star, so forth and so on. When you start moving all-stars to other positions, I always get concerned. Mm-hmm. And, and you're I, moving them from the five, and then you're moving them to the four. And I and I didn't I didn't see it in the preseason. Well, that's why I think it's a very tough task, and that's why I've got Chris Finch there. If he can pull it off, then he will receive right. the flowers. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, right? It's not an easy. It's not an easy task that they've got him going for. Um, Carlin sounds as if you played almost 100 of his minutes at center, except for his two rookie years, where he played a couple minutes here and there at the power forward spot, which obviously didn't go well. Sixth man of the year, BJ. Who are you looking at as the superstars coming off the bench to give their teams a spark plug? Well, if Russell comes off the bench, I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. Wow. If that is true. That would be crazy to like add to his... Because obviously right now, everyone's hating on Russell Westbrook. But you know, 20 years from now, when you look at his CV, or 10 years from now when he goes to the Hall of Fame, that's pretty interesting. He's got an MVP and a sixth man of the year. How many other players mm-hmm. have got that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. If Russell comes off the bench, I'm going to go Russell Westbrook. I think he'll I think he'll be a good candidate this year. Um, James Harden and Bill Walton, by the way, sixth man of the year and MVP on their uh, on their CV. Oh, wow. Who else? Westbrook? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Do you want to hear, hear my three? Yeah, let me hear your three on this one. So I've got Emmanuel Quickly of the New York Knicks because I just like his game. I think that he can come in and just score in bunches, do what he does, um, especially when things slow down. Because I'm assuming that they're going to start with Brunson and Fournier as the one and the two. And I just think I'm a big fan of his game and I think he could break out and just go on a little streak of games where he really puts the spotlight on. And number two, I've got Jordan Poole. The reason why I don't have Jordan Poole number one is because he just got paid. And everyone's going to be grading his performance relative to the money he's just been paid rather than rating his performance just in general, right? And right. at number one, I've got Christian Wood in Dallas because it's just, the game's just going to be easy for him coming in when Luke is resting a little bit. He's going to sc- score a little bit from the outside, a little bit from the inside. Defensively playing against reserve units, he's not going to be too overexposed in the weaknesses there. So that's the three that I've got. Now I'm, I'm not set on quickly. That's just like a personal favorite player of mine that I want to see get some love. You know what right, I mean? Right. But right, but right. Paul and Wood, I think are going to be up there. Westbrook's an interesting shout if he comes off the bench. Any other names on any other benches? You know, some people have said Brogdon, but obviously you've got Derek White and Brogdon coming off the bench in Boston. So I'm not I'm not thinking. Uh, that's going to be that. Do you think? Yeah, Tan you know, Harrow that's always a that's again? All, yeah, that's always a a tricky one because you know you, normally you need a guy who's who has either embraced that role or someone goes to the bench. Here, you know, quickly is interesting. Should I? Because I've I, always felt that. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I've always felt that Derek Rose had the ability to win that award. Because I was just about to say, I was just about to say when we were saying MVP and sixth man of the year on their resume a few years ago, I wanted Derek Rose to win the sixth man of the year award. He would, of course, join that small list. Yeah. And when you say quickly, I was like, you know what? I could see, I could see that because the Knicks need to in that market to get off to an early start. And And Tom Thibodeau has always favored Derek Rose. You mentioned Derek Rose, but 
But when I watch Quickly's game, you can see how crucial his floater is to be part of his game. And then when you watch Derrick Rose play at this version of Derrick Rose, you see how crafty he is with his floater. And having that in practice as a veteran player that you can learn from, I think is really helping quickly and developing. Whether he has a breakout year on the Knicks or he goes elsewhere when his contract's up, that remains to be seen. But Derrick right. Rose's impact is super seen. Do you want um, me to... Do you want me to read off some of the favorites for this award? And you can tell me if any of the names stand out for you. Yeah, you know, I watched I watched uh, Toronto. I think one of those players will probably, was it Gary Trent or AG? Yeah. Is it OG? OG, OG will start. OG will start. Oh, oh, he cooked start. against Boston. He cooked. Yeah, you, yeah, like yeah, Gary he, Trent. He, I think Gary Trent will start as well. It's like preseason. Let me read out some Siak- names. But Siakam, Siakam didn't play in the game I watched. Yeah. So see, so I think... Let me give you some names. Think one Let of me give players. you some names. Here are the bet- betting favorites, because I don't bet, but here's just a list of the odds-on favorites. Jordan Poole is the favorite. Bless you. Tyler Harrow, Christian Wood, Malcolm Brogdon, Jordan Clarkson, Anthony Simon, Nashawn Highland, Bones Highland, Ka- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cameron Johnson, Kelly Oubre Jr., Bogdan Bogdanovich, Brandon Clark, who literally just got a four-year, $52 million contract as we're recording this, Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis, Derek White, and Emmanuel Quickly is the outside shot, a plus 3,000. Any of those names stand out uh, to you? Uh, yeah, I, I, Jordan, little, uh, Jordan Poole, is a, that's a good name. Jordan Poole is a good name. That's a good name. I, mm-hmm. You know, if you're saying who I think just off the strength of right now, I would say Jordan Poole, because he's going to get the most opportunities. Any of the other names, Initially. like Spencer Dinwiddie, perhaps, if he doesn't start? I think Spencer Dinwiddie's going to start. He's going to start. He's got to start for that team. Anthony Simons? I assumed he would be starting in Portland. I don't know why he's on there. No, he he, he can't start. He, you can't have him and, and Dame. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They'll start um, Gary Payton. And then... So who's the third name on your list? You've got Westbrook, you've got Poole. You think Hero can win it again? I'm I'm going to go. I tell me I'm t- I'm telling you I think Gary Trent. That's who I'm. That's who I'm thinking. Okay. I think Gary because you can't start OG Siakam. You can. Who I mean, uh, well, not Poole. Here, here's what rookie of the year: Fred Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, or Pascal Siakam. As a five, yeah, I'm gonna say gear. I'm gonna uh, maybe. All right, let's, let's, if we don't use him, I don't, I don't a, want you to gotta, pick gotta, him as one of your three and then watch him start 55 games. <laughs> that's, Who's this? That's Gary Trent uh, Jr. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna. You know who I'm gonna go with? Last year he started 69 of 70 games. Just for reference. I'm I'm going to go with uh, Tim Hardaway. Ooh, Junior. Tim Hardaway Jr. That's an interesting pick because I've got obviously Christian Wood. But let's switch lanes to Rookie yes. of the Year. Who's your okay. top three for Rookie of the Year? Um, just based on what I've what what I've seen in the preseason. Um, Paulo, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Paulo. He looked to he 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 really looked he he yeah. really looked great comfortable. I think I think he looked he looks like the rookie of the year mm-hmm. to me. Um, it's a shame there's going to be no chat. 
because he could have made a real push. You like in some well, Jabari Smith? Can I attempt you in some Jabari Smith love for the Rookie of the Year award? J- Jabari Smith, I think we'll we'll play the Jabari Smith. I know he, he he was here. I was just kind of thinking. Was... I'm surprised you didn't come out the gate with your boy in Detroit. Oh uh, well, it, it, it's it, I I gotta. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would say that that's probably my, that's probably, those are probably my three. Jabari Ivy, and? Uh, Ivy and, and Smith. Okay. Uh, 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 and and, and Paulo. Uh, that's probably my three. So I've got Keegan Murray of the Kings. He's a little bit older, so he's a bit more, he looks quite comfortable. He looks like he's got a bit more composure. Um, I've got one player speaking about preseason that really impressed me was Benedict Mathurin. Maturin, Maturin, I don't know how to pronounce it. From the oh, Indiana, from, uh, Indiana. I need to start watching games yeah. with the commentary on again because I'm losing out on all these pronunciations. I absolutely butchered right. the name of one of the players on the Raptors the other day and everyone was getting on to me. Um, but he really impressed me during the preseason. He really impressed me. He's like a dark horse that I've got to win it. Obviously, I've got to give a shout out to Jeremy Sohan of the Spurs, repping the big UK. Um, I've got to show some love for Jeremy, but number one for me is Paolo Banquero. Um, I think that's just like the consensus. Yeah, Paulo. Yeah, he looks. He, he really looks. But you know, Jay Nivey. I think you know. Let, let, let's see. You know, let, let's see what the what the what the Pistons are going to do. But I think Kid Ivy's going to make some spectacular plays this year. Well, now it's time for the all important part: the Eastern Conference okay. and the Western Conference. I'm going to need your top three teams to win it all, not regular season seeds. Who is your top three teams to win the Eastern Conference? Starting with a third and then going up to your favorite team to win the Eastern get to the finals. Um, to win it. For Don't my top you two, dare it say be... Detroit. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. That's my dark horse. That's my dark horse. I'm going to say Brooklyn. Okay. I'm going to say Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Interesting. See, I've got Milwaukee at two and Philadelphia at one as well, but I've got a Celtics at three instead of Brooklyn. I can can respect that. The reason is one word, and that's defense. That's where I I have a concern over Brooklyn and have confidence in Boston. The Cavs are the dark horse for me. Yes. Miami always find a way to be good. Um, but I think the 76ers right now are currently my favorite team to get out of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I think everything mm-hmm. you said earlier about Maxi, about Harden, about the additions they made to the roster, about Embiid being an MVP candidate, I think that's just a recipe for success if they can stay healthy. The Bucks, oldest team in the NBA now, I think. They just have Giannis. I don't even need to worry about the rest. They've got Giannis. As long as the team can stay healthy around him, they almost took the Celtics out in seven games. What's going Middleton. on with Middleton? What's going on? What's, what's going on with Middleton? I'm not sure when he'll be back because, of course, it's not just Middleton that's missing. It's um, Joe Ingles also that's going to come back midway through the season. No, Joe Ingles has an ACL. He's not. Yeah, I'm he's going to come back after All Star. Um, I don't care when he comes back. That, that's not going to. That's so not going to do anything. Chris Middleton wants to be on the court when the Bucks open their season on Thursday at Philadelphia. That's going to be a great matchup, but a decision will be made by the medical staff. He was knocked out of the playoffs by the MCL in his left knee, but he's had a first full off season since 2019. He doesn't know if he's going to get medical clearance to play in the opener, but that is encouraging that he will be back before Christmas, fingers crossed. So I think the Bucks, with Giannis, Drew, 
Middleton, veterans on their bench. I like them, but I got the Celtics there. You've got to respect the reigning Eastern champions. But what about out uh, west? I, I respect it. Who's your top three out west? Well, I'm, I'm going to give the Warriors. I'm just going to give the Warriors in, in order of three to one. In order of three to one. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm th- uh, the third. I think that third could, is a number of teams. You know, I I, I want to like Denver. You know, I I I'm going to just say the teams that I think. Right no, now. no, no. You got to tell me. You got to tell me. Just Den- three. Uh, just, Dallas. Just, just three. I, I know. I'm just telling you teams. I'm I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. Dallas. Warriors at two, oh, and okay. the Clippers at one. Interesting. That's how, how I Because my two and the three, once again, is the same. I've got the Warriors at two and the Clippers at one. But my third is the New Orleans Pelicans. If Zion can stay healthy, Zion, CJ, Brandon, JV, I'm excited for the Pelicans. And I think they provide so much. There's not like a hole in that team that you could really look at attacking. Even if you're looking... Defensively, you've got guys like Alvarado. Uh, I'm expecting big things this year from Herb Jones. Trey Murphy, that release is looking crazy, just what I saw in the game the other day in the preseason. But, BJ, you've got the Sixers coming out the East and the Clippers coming out the West. Who is your 2023 NBA champion? I, I if, if everyone's healthy, I think it's the Clippers. Oh. Oh, see, I'm trusting the process, and I'm going with the big fella. I'm going with the big fella, Mister Joel. I'm not arguing that. Uh, I I got to see guys play. This is just you. Oh and yeah. Doing. Oh to yeah. Me, this course, is just of course. But we also want to yeah, hear from the fans. Just... Like we want to hear on the timeline. You guys hit us with all of your picks. Tell us whose picks you like better and who your predictions are. If you agree, if you disagree, we want the people to get involved in the conversation. This is a show for the people, and. Tomorrow, for the people, we'll be previewing opening night. I can't believe it's come mm. around. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. As excited as I am for the NBA season to begin, I didn't expect it to come around quite so quickly. I could do with another week oh, or two yeah. to get some stuff in order. But we move. Opening night of the NBA season. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. BJ, it's, I know you're it's excited. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, basketball should be back in L.A., you know the Clippers look great, I and mean, they they really do. They look deep. There's a lot of you know. It's always chatter around the Lakers, so we'll see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the, in the West, I think is improved. And New Orleans, Nolans, as we like to call them here in the states. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 Zion can stay healthy, and our guy Willie Green. You know, one of the teams that's been surprised surprising in the preseason has Phoenix hasn't looked well in the preseason. I mean, I mean, yeah, we could do a whole episode on just them. I'm excited to see how that shakes out when the season becomes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's, let's see what happens when the season becomes it's, real. It's a, it's a lot. Because we so, see you know, like Dallas, like veteran yeah. teams, they don't tend to say the preseason too serious. That's why I didn't read too much into it. But this whole Crowder thing of like sitting him until they find a trade. I heard a rumor about him in Atlanta the other day. I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, it's it's going to be crazy, BJ. Because there's going to be teams that we didn't expect to be good, teams we didn't expect to be bad. But of course, sadly, right. going right. to be injuries. But there's also going to be unexpected stars. But the one consistent thing that will remain 
for this season, just like there was last, is the greatest podcast in the world dropping every day, Monday to Friday. Mm. The Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. I want to give a shout out to everyone who joined our fantasy league this weekend. It was a secret fantasy league only for the members of our Discord. And the only members of our Discord are listeners of this podcast. See, I didn't want to give that link out to the public. I wanted to make sure that the real ones got to be involved in our fantasy basketball league. So shout out to all you guys in there. There will be a prize for the winner. You might even get to come on a show as a guest as part of your prize as the winner of the league to test your hot takes against ours. But shout out to everyone in the Discord. If you want to join, the link's in the description. That's going to be popping all season long. We're going to be on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We everywhere. We even on TikTok. I'm trying to convince BJ to get an Instagram. That's going to be coming soon. Stay ready. <laughs> Stay ready. <laughs> Hey, well, I, I gotta get merch. I gotta get merch for the. For oh, that's the coming. This year. That's, I gotta get. That's, that's, I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get merch. Ask me about the merch, right? But here's my deal with the merch. I don't want to drop the merch yet. I want to. I want the first ever merch pieces to be sold at our first ever live show, because then there will only be a special edition merch that was purchased in the live show. After that, people can buy the merch online. But I want the people who come to the live show and show the love in person. To have the merch that's exclusive, the first yeah, edition the with the merch, the first editions. So that live show, everyone keeps tweeting me asking me, "Mo, where's the merch? Mo, where's the merch coming out?" The first yeah, live is. show will be your first chance to get the merch. The only way you'll get the live show is stay listening, because the podcast listeners they get all the exclusives. Yeah, because yeah. when I come to the UK, when I come no, to we shut it down. We shine it all the I got to make sure I'm seeing the people walking around on the streets. Uh-huh. Because if we for the people, uh-huh. we got to be of the people. Uh-huh. <laughs> so on, I got to have my, I got to have my people tight. <laughs> you know Come what I'm on, saying? Man. I got to have my people tight. So, Mo, I got to go work on the merch. I got to get this going because you know what? I'm coming with some design. Hey, I'm going to tell you one thing though, BJ. I'm going to tell you one thing. It ain't merch. It's fashion. What is it? It's fashion. Ah! Get the pre-game <laughs> runways cleared for takeoff. Uh, hey man, you might you might start seeing uh, designs popping up with some some players walking into the games this season. That's all I can say to you guys. Stay ready. BJ and I are gonna be back tomorrow morning <laughs> with another one. You guys know the damn vibes. Leave a rating, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, share it with your friends. Any of your friends who you want to become basketball fans this season, tell them to come and listen to the show all season long. Everything you need to know, first thing in the morning, you can check in with us and we got it all covered for you. Until next time, my people, you know the damn vibes. The season's almost here. Get buckets.